definitely and get together with your mates you know um if you live in a shared accommodation, then just why don't you take it in turns? If you can't be bothered to cook, then why don't one of you take it in turns to cook across the week, but you all share that food? Mm. Uh, that's a good option. Um, you know, also, if you want to eat healthily, the other option is to, you know, have dinner parties with your mates and you all chip in to cook something healthy together. You know, that's good fun. I'm yeah. sure you'll have a glass of wine or two with it, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and batch cooking is really important. Um, and just getting into that, get, get yourself sort of four or five key dishes that you can batch cook. Um, you know, I would go for... Hello, and welcome to Successful Student Transitions. As you may have guessed from that introduction, today we're talking all about eating healthily on a budget with our expert nutritionist, Rob Hobson, and his dog. You may well have heard him in the background there. And if you want to hear what Rob's five key dishes are, then listen on. You know, if you're facing a big life change, you're moving to university, a year abroad, a work placement or out into the world of work, this podcast is for you. Times of change and transition like these can be both exciting and challenging. And our aim is to support you as you step out and find your new gear and thrive in your new lives. We all know the benefits of healthy eating, in theory. This episode is packed full of fun and budget-friendly ways to help you move from theory to practice and eat nutritionally as you settle into your new environment. We hope it inspires you to new culinary heights. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Successful Students in Transition, A Time to Thrive. And today, when we're talking about professionals that work around this transition time for people leaving university, leaving school, going off to university, going into jobs, um, we are delighted to talk with Rob Hobson. He's a, a registered nutritionist and a sports nutritionist. He's an author. He's written the Detox Kitchen Bible. Look out for it because it's a great read. And today we're going to be talking with Rob about that, particularly about the transition into university, um, fresh as week, making sure your immune system's working. And really, he's got a lot of great tips about budgets and eating the food that you need to eat. So, Rob, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Or what do you think? Is that enough? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'm Rob. Uh, like you said, I'm a registered nutritionist and sports nutritionist. I've been doing this now for, um, God, I qualified in 2002. So for quite a long time now, and I've worked in public health and I've, um, you know, I now do lots of cool stuff with companies and private clients and all sorts of business. But food budget, especially with the cost of living crisis that we're going through, seems to be a common strain with everything that I'm, I'm currently doing. So it's really nice to talk to you about it today yeah. yeah so you see individual clients i meant to say and you also connect with all that food and well-being kind of industry so a nice kind of balance of all those things what, what are you going to share with us first what what are you going to what, what what do you want to talk about first so i thought a good way to do this is to think about the student journey so you've arrived at university and you're very excited to see what freshers week i've done two freshers weeks with all my degrees that I got and yeah. uh, I, I think it's there's no point telling people not to drink right because you're going you're going to drink yeah. so I think the first thing is to think about you know the effects of drinking I don't want to sound boring but you I, I would avoid trying to go hell for leather to start mm. with you know if you're going to burn the candle at both ends 
uh, it's not going to be pretty. And we've got this, you know, this so-called freshers flu that a lot of kids get. Um, so it's also a time of year, you know, we're going into winter. So it's a time of year where your immune system needs to be in tip top shape because the last thing you need to do is you start uni and you get sick. Um, it's really going to set you off kilter. Um, it's going to affect your mental health. It's just, you're just not going to feel great, right? So, so, I mean, with the alcohol, you know, drinking lots of alcohol continually is going to deplete your body of certain nutrients. So things like the B vitamins, and these are vitamins that are needed for the body to convert food into energy. They can help with our, um, with our mood and things like that. So um, you've also got, um, you know, the effects of the hangover. Mm -hmm. So, you know, thinking about what you're eating the next day, don't start grabbing greasy foods and all that kind of stuff to sort of bits of pasties and whatever it is to get you through. You know, you want to make sure that you're eating really pop properly during this time as much as you can. So, mm -hmm. you know, think about just whole foods in the morning. We're thinking about a budget. If you've got a bit of a hangover, something like scrambled egg on toast, it's dead easy to make. It's really cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, it contains something called cysteine, which helps the body to um, to break down alcohol. So that's another benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, don't go out on an empty stomach. This is not going to do you any favours. Um, try and drink some water, continue drinks. Maybe have slightly less alcoholic drinks, you know, water down your wine if you can have wine. And, um, you know, a lot of people know this. It's just try and put it into a bit of action if you can. And always watch your drinks when you're away. You know, make sure you always keep your eye on your drink and you don't leave your friends uh, yeah. when you're out. Really important you know, point. You know, Rob, when we've been talking with um, students, um, you kind of reminded me, a couple of them said was, I, I did the drinking too much in that first year. And of course you want to do it to be social, but also it's about making sure that you're looking after yourself well and eating well and stuff like stuff like that. I mean, how, how do students, what would you say to someone going off to university about what's really important what are the important things to eat and can I be thinking about in your diet? So everything that involves eating a healthy diet, right? So it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, if you're thinking about what you're going to eat, you, you want to eat some vegetables on your plate. You want to eat a good source of protein with all your meals. So budget proteins. We're mm. thinking about uh, canned tuna. Um, uh, God, you know, you can get mints, you can get chicken thighs, all those kind of foods are good proteins. I would always include a nice healthy carb. So, mm -hmm. you know, switching from um, white to brown is not a bad idea. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot that used to be more expensive. But these days, brown pasta, brown rice, it's all kind of sort of the same price. So um, and just making it as wholesome as possible. If you don't know how to cook, then even just a jar of sauce with a mince and a chopped pepper with some pasta, that is perfectly healthy and also yeah. you know you'll get you could get two or three meals like that four meals so mm. if you keep it in the fridge and then you're you're seeing your way through um you know i know it sounds stupid beans on toast it's not the worst meal in the world right yeah. you've got loads of fiber in your beans it's one of your five a day you've got plenty of nice carbohydrate in your bread um to sort of keep your blood sugar levels nice and balanced um so yeah scrambled egg on toast all those kind of things these are sort of really simple foods that can meet those meet those sort of healthy eating um guidelines if you like it doesn't have to be fancy no and and they're kind of quick as well aren't they you know you, yeah yeah i mean the time it takes to put one of those horrible beige sort of uh you know whatever it is breaded whatever it is in the oven by the time you've mucked about with all of that you could just be you know putting a jack of potato in the oven and just have it with some tuna mayonnaise and just a bit of salad or 
um, or, or whatever it is you want to make. I just think try try and think about cooking yourself something first before just reaching reaching for that ultra processed food because it's not satiating. It doesn't make you feel very great. It's not very nutritious. Um, it's just it's just quick and salty kind of you know. You can see why people want to eat it, but it's not going to do your body any favors. And you know, there, there's a kind of idea for students of buying in bulk, cooking in bulk, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And get together with your mates. You know, um, if you live in a shared accommodation, then just why don't you take it in turns? If you can't be bothered to cook, then why don't one of you take it in turns to cook across the week? But you all share that food. Mm. Um, That's a good option. Um, You know, also, if you want to have if you want to eat healthily, the other option is to, you know, have dinner parties with your mates and you all chip in to cook something healthy together. You know, that's good fun. I'm sure you'll have a glass of wine or two with it, but that's okay. Um, so, so yeah, and I, batch cooking is really important. Um, and just getting into that, get, get yourself sort of four or five key dishes that you can batch cook. Um, you know, I would go for a bolognese, a chili, you know, something like um, some sort of curry, whether it's chicken or tofu or corn that you stick in your curry. Um, a good veggie soup can do you quite well, you know, with a big crusty piece of bread. That's perfectly nourishing. Um, and maybe some sort of like you know a tagine thing it sounds complicated but all it is is a different flavored sauce with a bit yeah. of chicken and some vegetables and maybe some sultanas or something um so just make sure you've got that you know stock up on the carbs staples as well you know make sure you've got couscous make sure you've got rice um, um or some other grains if, if whatever it is you want i'm not sure you're going to be in quinoa at university but if that floats your boat then go for it um my other favorite actually is cam pulses and i think People don't really eat them, but they're really good mm. nutritious additions to dishes. So just keep them in your cupboard. If you want to give your dish like that extra boost and just chuck a can of beans in there or something or use half the mince meat with beans to make that dish go much, much further. Um, and then, you know, beans are still a source of protein as meat is. And then you just even get more servings out of it. But you're still not lacking the nutrition, if you mm. see what I mean. I really like that idea of having five dishes that you can make, you know, that bolognese, the chili, the curry, the soup, the tangine, whatever it might be, because I think having things like that, you know, that you can do, it's good for your health, but also good for making friendships too, isn't it? Because you can say, I'm making this, who wants to come? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and also the social side of food is really interesting because yeah. that's what, that's one of the you know, cultures all around the world, whether you're living on the whatever, the plains of Africa in a jungle or you're sat in a fancy restaurant in London, you know, there's there's always a connection around food. And actually, this is really important. If you've got any friends that are suffering with their mental health, then get them round, get them involved and, you know, include them in these activities. Because I think that as well will, it is really important um, yeah. and a way that could could really benefit some students. So taking charge of your health, cooking, and having yeah. kind of um, buying good ingredients, I guess, but it doesn't have to be. What do you think about frozen foods, like frozen vegetables and frozen yeah. fruit? Love are them. They, are they Definitely. good? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just as nutritious, if not yeah. more nutritious in some cases, because mm. you know, they've been frozen as soon as they're picked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, personally, I think they work nicest when you just chuck them into a dish rather than serve them alone. And actually, do you know what? Keep them in the fridge and remember they're there because then that's just getting one of your five a day without even really having to think about it. I mean, peas, you can chuck them into anything, right? Um, You know, 
literally anything. And if you're cooking the, the diced mixed vegetables, they can go into, uh, you know, you could chop them into anything, chop them into chili, chop them into bolognese sauce. I know that might be a bit weird, but you can just, just add anything you can to boost your nutrition. So I always see those as like the nutrition boosters yeah. that you can chuck in to your food. Um, so don't be put off by, so what you're saying is don't be put off by frozen, don't oh. be put off by canned foods because they are really kind of quick and easy things to put into stuff. Yeah. yeah, not at all. And also, when you're first at uni, don't get snobby about this yellow sticker food that you get in the supermarkets, because it's a really good way to save money. And, you know, you, even if food looks like it's right on the turn, the vegetables, we'll take them home, cut them up and put them in a bag and freeze them yourself. Um, you can even freeze avocados. It's a really expensive food, but it's really nice. So mm. why not freeze you know take it out of the scoop it out put it in the bag and then it's great for smoothies if you want to make a guacamole um you know the other place to get cheap veggies i'm lucky enough to have a little food market near me on portobello road but there's loads of food markets right mm -hmm. or even shops you know you get these sort of um these shops on the corner that have baskets of vegetables, they're actually a really cheap place to go and buy some of this food. And you might get, I've gone past there before now. At the end of the day, I've got 10 avocados for a quid in one of those little plastic tubs, you know. Freeze it, whatever you got to do. Those shops are a bit like wholesale shops as well. So if you group them together, you get those massive jumbo bags of rice as well and mm -hmm. things like that, which is... Yeah. Um, which is really good. And, you know, wholesale food shops, they're sort of all over the place, like cash, used to be cash and carries. I don't know what they're called these days. Mm -hmm. But if you if you put a kitty in maybe in the house and you go out and buy your staples together, then you can all share those staples yeah. across the week or the month. So buying smart, isn't it? Because Rob and I were both, there's a, we were both looking at a kind of similar website. It's called Save the Student. Is that what it's called? Rob? Yeah, it's a brilliant website. And, and and there was a statistic on that about that the average student, so couldn't who knows who they are, but they've done a survey. They spent £116 a month on groceries and £50 on takeaways and eat outs. So it's, that's a kind of like, you know, a lot of takeouts. And of course, people are going to do that. And this is not including any any entertain any beverages or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean, there is maybe for your student year, you're not there all the time. There's £1,500. So. Yeah. It's a bit of money to use carefully, sensibly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and just get Buying really funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that website is so funny. They've got literally all the tips, even the best way to reheat your Domino's pizza in the morning. And it's been <laughs> at night. I mean, it's, just, it's brilliant, right? Yeah. You don't want to waste any food. No. Um, and there's loads of other websites, you know, where you can find um, food in press or wherever you are at the end of the day that's going cheaply. I think um, some of the sushi places as well. So, you know, get really savvy. You can eat this stuff the next day just because it's the end of the day there. It doesn't mean you can't eat it the next day. So if you're going to buy out, get quite savvy. And mm -hmm. um, we talked about a website called Approved Foods. Mm -hmm. But have a look at that as well, because Approved Foods sell... Um, you can buy online foods that's up to its sell-by date or and, and it's absolutely fine to eat that, um, you know, for a time afterwards. I mean, I think one of the things to think about when you've come from home, don't get obsessed with sell-by dates because use your, sense, use your senses, right? If it doesn't smell gone off, the chances are it isn't gone off and you can still eat it. So don't get all... Um, don't get funny about that. Just, just use your senses and your common sense to start with. 
Yeah. And, and it might be that, you know, before people maybe go off to university or before they go living on their own, they've never really done a lot of grocery shopping because it's been done for them. So yeah. start, good to start knowing what to look for and what to buy in supermarkets. And I think, like you say, at the end of the day, buying, you know, the things that they're selling off because it's yeah. going to be off in the next few days or something. Yeah. Really- um, sorry, I was just interrupting you all the time, but um. When you're doing that, also think about ways that you can use those ingredients in other clever ways. So if you've got a soup and it's there for 20p because it's on a discount, well, you could turn that soup into some sort of sauce. If it's a tomato soup, well, that could be used to make your bolognese or your chili or whatever it is, and it's going to be cheaper than the jarred sauce. Mm -hmm. So always think about clever ways that you can use these ingredients. And another thing to do is if you've never shopped for yourself before, once you've done that first shop, why don't you just go through your receipt and think about ways that you could have done that a bit cheaper? So if you've bought loads of fresh vegetables, well, maybe think about what you could have swapped those for, for frozen. You probably would have saved yourself a bit of money. Um, you know, if you've bought a packet of beef um, or two packs of beef, why buy two when you just buy one and get some canned pulses? And like I said before, make that dish go much further. So just really think cleverly about what you're buying and where you can make changes to make it a little bit cheaper. Because um, there will be ways that you can do that. You know, fresh fruit. I'm not being funny. I know fresh fruit is lovely, but there's nothing wrong with frozen fruit. I mean, if, if you like making smoothies and using fresh fruit, you're bonkers. Why not use canned peaches or canned pears and yeah. for a fraction of the cost? Yeah. Fruit's only really got a bit of folate and vitamin C in, and you'll still get that from, from the canned foods. So. Yeah. And and going back to that that having a list when you go shopping, I mean, it sounds like a no brainer, but you know, if you go shopping without a list and you're a bit hungry, you're going to over shop, aren't you? Well, we do it, don't we? As yeah. as grown ups, as yeah. we say. I mean, if I go to the shop hungry and I eat a lot of food because I do a lot of training, I mean, I'm literally walking around the shops eating the bits of food. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's that's it. Just try and get into the idea of planning. Plan ahead what you're going to cook um, and then plan your shopping list and really try and designate, even if it's like just on a Sunday, an hour to batch cooking for the rest of the week because there's a good chance you say, I'm going to cook bolognese on Wednesday and chilli on Thursday and then it comes around to it. Your friends have talked you into going to the pub and then there's a good chance that food is never going to get cooked. So when you've got the motivation and do it as a group in your house, batch cook, go to Poundland, get some of those microwavable little containers and just stick it all in there. And I wouldn't even keep it in the fridge. I'd put it straight in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then it's all there for you to to reheat. If you get in after a night out and you're going for thinking you're going to waste your money on McDonald's, just come home and put a bit of that chicken curry in the oven and it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you have it there, then you're good to go, right? With with all that lovely, yeah. lovely healthy food. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a, a message for us all, not just students. What what about? So we've talked a bit about dinner. What about what about those three meals in the day? What what would you say about that? Or what about eating through the day? What would you say, Rob, about that? So again, be prepared. Um, so. I think you're probably going to try and have breakfast at home. It's much cheaper than grabbing something on the way. So if it means getting up a little bit earlier, if you're not much of a morning eater, just a bit of yogurt and fruit and some nuts nuts or granola that you've bought cheaply or whatever it is, they're quite easy to make. Even a breakfast smoothie, like I said, with canned fruit, you might have some bit of spinach or um, 
and some milk or whatever it is you make your smoothie with the orange juice or whatever just have something on the go because also that's really important because you're going off to school your brain needs to work so you need to make sure that your blood sugar is nice there you've got a nice source of energy to get you through and it's going to stop you from snacking if you're going to want to snack you're spending money on snacky foods that are expensive mm. and not good for your health so yeah I would definitely don't leave without that lunch leftovers um and think of savvy ways that you can use a leftover you know I've made use leftover curry I've just put it in a wrap with some chopped peppers and a bit of mango chutney and that was my lunch it was delicious so get online and think about ways that you can reuse your food the next day um Mm. in interesting ways taking a grain I find couscous is literally the easiest thing to take the next day because it takes like a minute to cook and you don't even have to boil it you just put boiling water on top of it um so if you can't be bothered to cook something like that and you haven't got it in the fridge, couscous is always a good option as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then, yeah, we've our dinner, we've had that. Um, take some nourishing snacks with you. Um, you so what, would you, what, we just, what, what snacks are good for us then? So I would go for, <clears throat> definitely think about, you can make your own fruit pots. So we talked about those bits of canned fruit earlier. Why not decant it into little pots and you've got a fruit pot? Um, chopped veggies. You can make your own health bars. They're dead, dead easy. Um, You can use, uh, often they use, you know, um, dates, a bit of cocoa powder and some nuts. Now, I know those ingredients sound like they might be expensive, but you can actually buy them online in bulk and they're not expensive at all. Or if you go into Holland and Barrett, sometimes they do two packs for one, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yogurt's really good. Hummus, you can buy hummus really cheaply. Why not take that in with some chopped pita bread? Um, yeah, those kind of foods, um, I would say, are probably good options. And actually, there's nothing wrong with taking, if you've got a flask and you've made a soup, you know, soup is a good snack, or even a smaller little portion of something you've made for dinner. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a meal. It could just be smaller snack. You yeah. might have made a grain salad or a pasta tuna salad and just take a little bit of it um, in your bag. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's in the planning too, isn't it? So when you're planning your your kind of meals or what you're going to eat through the week, you're thinking about, and I can also use that for lunch or I can use this for another time or this can this can be used, being flexible about how you use your food. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I definitely think you should get used to getting the essentials in. So mm-hmm. your staples, your canned foods, and oh, I know it's really hard because, you know, I'm making a general uh, generalization here but if you're living in a house often it's not very tidy yeah. so try and keep your cupboards and fridge a bit tidy so food doesn't get lost at the back of the fridge or cupboard and goes off and it's wasted so yeah. just keep an eye on what's there and how you can make best use of it so that you're making the use of your budget I mean there's also I mean I'll, I'll share this my little banging hacks with you but they I mean there's so many different ways to to reuse food you know peeling some vegetables keeping a bag you can turn them into crisps by cooking in the oven at the end of the week um god there's just you know you can use all the little tops of carrots to make a pasta sauce with i mean there's so many different ways interesting ways to use leftover bits of food i mean you need the motivation mm-hmm. and you need to be into it but if it becomes a thing that you do in your house with your housemates then you get into the habit of it mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of this is to do with habit. Um, yeah. You know, think I've got one here, the meats that you choose. Why not have a roast with your mates on a Sunday? Ch- a whole roast chicken is not expensive these days. And then just really get all that meat off the bone and you've got something 
to turn into something else the next day. Um, so yeah, there's loads of options to mm. do yeah. this. And, stuff. And, and of course, you know, a lot of this needs to happen before you go to university or before you're out in your own somewhere. So it is about trying to experiment when you're maybe still at home or you're in a kind of place where it's kind of safe to experiment with before you go off and do it, the real thing. So, I mean, Rob, yeah. do, you, do you ever run any kind of cooking courses for young people who are, who are kind of just about to transition into go, you know, leave home and go somewhere else? Do you ever? Yeah. Interestingly, I'm actually um, starting up something similar, but for sports people. So where they will come to a kitchen, we'll talk about the importance of nutrition. Then we'll talk about how to budget properly and then get in the kitchen in the afternoon and just start cooking some dishes, some interesting dishes. Cause I think, and then you can sort of do that for anybody. It can be students, the importance of student nutrition and then a budget and whatever. So yeah, I do. I do deliver that. And it's often part of a corporate wellness, but maybe it's something universities need to invest in because um, it is fun. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's really important. Um, another reason why this stuff's really important is because mental health is a big issue mm. for students. And, you know, once you start not eating properly, uh, you, you run the risk of becoming deficient in certain nutrients. So iron is really common especially amongst girls, not having enough iron. And when you don't have enough iron, you're at risk of anemia. And that means that's going to make you feel quite depressed. It's going to make you really tired. Mm. Other nutrients like magnesium, B vitamins, if you're not eating your whole grains, any vegetables, you know, you could become depleting those, which can cause really a lot of tiredness and fatigue. So making sure you've got a lot of nutrients from your food is really important from that angle because food is really closely related to mood. Yeah. You know, we talk about eating breakfast and lunch if you're eating across the day you're providing your body with a source of energy that will keep you nice and balanced so you're not getting hangry and also you're able to manage your mood a little bit better um you know magnesium is very closely linked to mood when you're anxious and you're stressed the body gets very depleted of magnesium very quickly so you know if that's the case you know if you're really really stressed i might recommend that you maybe just invest in it a magnesium supplement they're really cheap in <laughs> fact i think all students should just take a multivitamin you know it costs you a couple of quid for a, t- a yeah. month's supply just do that as a little backup yeah um, because you know, you're right we- that that time when you go it is stressful it's it's going to be enjoyable but it's stressful because yeah it's all new and everything's kind of different and you've got to learn a lot whole host make friends do all that kind of new stuff so looking after your your body in making sure you're eating well and uh, or getting the right sort of nutrients is really important. Yeah. And get into the mood because when you feel you're low in mood and you can feel yourself starting to get a bit depressed, there's two things that can happen. You can either overeat and start eating junk food, which mm-hmm. is going to make you feel worse, or the anxiety could stop you eating. And then that puts you at risk of, you know, vitamin and mineral deficiencies and, and all that kind of stuff. So really try and focus on food the best you can. And actually, when you feel like that, that's when you need to batch cook, when you're in the mood, and then you've got everything to hand and you don't need to think about food. You just pull it out, put it in the microwave, and you've got a nice a nice meal there to nourish you. Great advice. What about, talk to us a little bit about hydration as well then, about keeping hydrated. Yeah, it's really important to keep hydrated because if you want to maintain your energy levels um, and your alertness in the classroom, then it's re- then keeping hydrated is really important. Just it doesn't have to be water. 
honestly, coffee, milk, tea, whatever people say about coffee, it's still hydrating. Uh, herbal teas. You know, I walk around these days with one of those hot sort of flasks and I've always got a herbal tea, a mint tea or something in there. I actually have chamomile because I get quite anxious at work. So I've always got some sort of remedy tea in there. Um, even soup, fruit, you know, you can get some hydration from food. Um, and, you know, this is another thing. If you've been drinking, you're going to be really dehydrated. <laughs> so really try. Um, and on that booze thing, really try and try not to do too much in the week. Because honestly, I can't tell you how good you feel when you are not drinking and you get sleep. You're so much more alert mm. and it's so much easier to focus and get on with your work. Um, or even if you say, what well, you know, every other day or whatever it is you do, but really try and get a grip on that. Yeah. So all of those things, I think hydration and, you know, people talk about those six to eight glasses. Is it really that or is it or is it do you have to listen to your own body or what do you think? I think listen to your own body. I mean, when you're thirsty, it's a sign that you're already dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, So just keep hydrating across the day. You know, use your common sense. Um, always have a bottle of water on you, one of those refillable chilli bottles or whatever you use. Uh, make sure it's always, always filled up. Um, yeah, and also, I'm a, I'm a bit of a water guzzler, and it's really not the best way to do it. Try and drip feed across the day because you spend your whole time running to the loo because you can only take on so much. So if you like, if you're wondering why, if you don't want to do it because you think you're always running to the loo, we'll just drink more slowly, little bits across the day. Um, is a good one. I mean, I guess the other thing we haven't really talked about is sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, that that can become a real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote a book on sleep called um, The Art of Sleeping. And I looked at something called BED, which is behavior, environment and diet. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the three components that you need to look at when you're really struggling to sleep. Um, you know, your behaviours, and this is really hard, especially if you're a student, it's trying to get to bed at the same time every day, trying to wake up at the same time, you know, in the morning, trying not to stay up all night watching TV, try and organise your time so you're not stressed and trying to meet those deadlines at three in the morning, you know, try and get into a really consistent pattern. Um, your environment, you know, student houses are not often the nicest places but or noisy or noisy even you know when you look if you're struggling to sleep then you're looking for a student accommodation make sure you really think about am I on a busy street because it's not going to do you any favors for the whole year so really use your common sense here and make sure you've got curtains that block all the block all the noise out you know make your bed really comfortable get some fairy lights just make it a real nice sleep oasis get a scented candle um so that you're going to want to go to bed and you're going to want to go to sleep when you get into bed. Uh, try and make your room just for sleeping. I know we people get up to other stuff, but we're not going to talk about that. But, you know, don't make it a place where you're going to eat and you're going to do or your work. work. if you can. Or work, yeah. Don't, otherwise, you're going to get anxious about going into that room. Every time you go in that room, you're going to associate anxiety with work, with sleep. Um, and then diet, it's just about eating a healthy diet. Uh, there are lots of, avoid caffeine all day long, that's going to help you. Uh, alcohol doesn't help you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, foods rich in something called tryptophan are really good, so that's your meaty foods. So try and have, um, if you're vegetarian, tofu or meat, and combine it with a carbohydrate to help with the uptake of that tryptophan at night. That can make you quite drowsy. Um, yeah, and when you get up, don't you know get up with a bang you know that's another important thing don't just lie there open the curtains get some sunlight 
mm-hmm. put some music on and, you know, really get out of bed in style, you know, ready for the day ahead. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Behaviour, environment, diet. Bed. Uh, the art of sleep. Very clever coming up with that. <laughs> I'm very impressed with it because we actually have one on sleep. So I'm going to use that when we talk Ooh. about our, our kind of sleep one. But I think you're right because we've got our body, we have these body clocks, but also our organs have clocks, don't they? And so yeah, our yeah, stomach, yeah, our stomach's got a clock. So it's about, you know, it, it has to eat, it has to have that regular input of food to get us into cycles so that we are kind of digesting thing, not late at night. We're doing it in the mo- having most of our food in the, you know, in the daylight and stuff. So I really, I love that thing about diet. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. And I can give you a nice, you know, I'll share, um, I'm sure I've got an article that I've written on on that, Lovely. so I'll share it and if there's some tips. I um, okay. don't think the book's very expensive these days. If you want to okay. buy a book, <laughs> go for it. Well, the detox, what would, you, what would you buy then? The detox kitchen Bible or what would you, what would you say a book for someone going off to? So I would go, environment. I think you can buy my book if you want, but I think maybe have a look for more of a budget. I mean, nothing in the detox kitchen Bible is particularly expensive because we just use, we deliberately chose ingredients. Um, you know, I wrote it with a girl called Lily Simpson who has the, a company called the detox kitchen. So she chose ingredients that are, you can buy in any shop. It's not fancy, um, but it does take a bit of cooking. So there's plenty of cookbooks out there. I can't name one off the top of my head, but that use very few ingredients um, I'm probably tailored towards students. And also, if you don't want to buy a book, just go on to BBC Good Food. There's even a filter for budget foods, budget right. recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet you find so there's, recipes. there's no reason not to cook. There's no reason not to eat well then, because you we can't. You, you know, once you're thinking and planning about how you go about it, it sounds it sounds that it's possible. Yeah, that, I guess one more point is nobody wants to cook in a dirty kitchen so also if try your very best to keep that kitchen tidy because honestly if there's plates everywhere and you haven't washed the pans it's just one extra step to get to actually cooking so it's a bit of trying to be a bit organized um yeah so and get yourself a decent pan you only need one pan Mm. i say a deep-sided big frying pan is all you need at university you can do stir fry you can do a uh, one pot meal mm. you know you don't need loads of pans get yourself yeah. a good pan a good knife a wooden yeah. spoon <laughs> and you're set <laughs> and a small saucepan and a, yeah you're done you're done you don't need anything else thank you rob we're going to on on the on the website there'll be rob's going to share some links and resources with us there's some good um uh, websites out there he's, he's he's mentioned and also some things that rob's written on his own rob i I feel your passion for this good eating and of course nobody can see you but I can say you're kind of less you're a healthy you know person you're you look great so you're obviously not just talking about it you're doing it yourself yeah I'm, I'm living the brand as they say Elizabeth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've really enjoyed this I've learned so much today I'm going to look up approved foods and um, I'm also going to be thinking about that bed anagram about the art of sleep. Um, thank you so much. I, I guess, you know, people write books about this. It could go on and on forever. But if we, we, I think we've got some really good kind of fundamental things there about planning, budgeting, what you need to do to eat well throughout the day. Um, 
be careful, be mindful about over or under eating and and how yeah. you're caring for yourself. Because food is that is that self-care thing, what you're putting into your body, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Rob. And um, we hope to maybe chat with you another time too. But thanks very much for all your information and advice. And I'll look forward to reading some of your other things as well. hope you really enjoyed that episode i think there's some really great tips and advice there for you about planning and preparing to eat well on the budget and i love rob's ideas for making it a social activity involving housemates and friends in both the preparation and of course the eating you know without a doubt in challenging times healthy nutrition plays a very important part in boosting and feeding our well-being maintaining our physical and mental health and rob mentioned sleep at the end and his bed mnemonic. And if you want to think more about sleep, then why not go and listen to the sleep episode, episode 24, Why Sleep Matters. The websites he mentioned were Save the Student and Approved Food. And other resources from, from Rob include his own website, which is robhobson.co.uk. And there you'll find a blog post on sleep, and actually lots of other really interesting blog posts. So it's really worth going and taking a browse. The two books were also mentioned. One was The Detox Kitchen Bible by Lily Simpson and Rob Hobson, and The Art of Sleeping for a Happier, Calmer and More Successful Day that includes his bed mnemonic. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it gave you lots of food for thought. And I look forward to welcoming you to the next episode next week when we'll be talking about rest and recovery. Bye-bye for now. And now to finish a few words about the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information that purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information on this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.